Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Well, I get to continue with our latest teaching series, which is called Generations. Uh, and our key verse that we're looking at with one another is from Psalm 145. So if you've got a Bible, you can turn there now. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you. I will extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. Amen. So... That's what we've been focusing on together as a church, and we've been really zooming in on the one generation commends your works to another. So if you were here two weeks ago, Pastor Ali, she did a great job of illustrating what that looks like when one generation tells of God's works to another and sort of demonstrate it in the way of like a wonderful banquet table and how every generation has something to contribute to the church, to what God is doing. And last week, Ed did a great job of um, bringing up some different generations. We had uh, Mr. Dave Limbrick, uh, Cher, and Kai and Jaden as well, and they did a great job of bringing... Um, some, something from their perspective, and that was a wonderful message that Ed brought last week. And, and today, I want to focus in on, on one generation speaking to another, and we're going to hear from a particular generation in the life of our church, hence the, uh, the many chairs. Have you been enjoying hearing some different voices, by the way? Yeah, so we're going to do that this week and next week as well. It's going to be really exciting. Um, so we've got some wonderful young people, w- which we're going to hear from in a moment, who last week they went to something called Young Lions. Um, <laughs> And uh, we're going to hear a little bit about that. But before we get there, I wanted to focus in on verse 5. It says this, They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. And I want to talk about something called um, a gratitude cycle. Because, you know, what happens when we get together like this, or when, when you share something that God has done in your life, what that begins is a gratitude cycle cycle because when I hear what God has done in Tom's life what that does not only does that inspire a little bit of faith in me to go you know what that's that's awesome that God could do that in Tom's life it calls to mind what God has done in my life and then I'm inspired to go well if God did that for Tom and he's done that for me and then as I share that Chris over here here's what God has done in Tom's life in my life and then he begins to think well this is what God has done in my life and and a cycle begins and so as we hear these young people today I don't want you just to sit there thinking oh bless that's lovely for them isn't it Um, like how sweet is it that they're sharing that but allow it to to inspire like what has God done for you 
Like what's God done in your life? We've, we've sung some wonderful songs, what he's done, what he's done, all the glory and the honour to the Son. But what, what's God done for you? And I felt, as we were just praying this morning for this service, I felt very strongly this. Um, don't, don't hide your key. Let me explain. Um, imagine you and I are outside of a house and the door is locked and it's raining and it's cold and we don't have a key. I don't know if you've ever been locked out of your house, but it's annoying, isn't it? Um, so you're trying to figure out what do we do? Do I kick it? Do I break in? Do I do something like that? And then imagine two hours go by and then I suddenly go, oh, hang on. Um, here's the key all along. Um, it would be a little bit frustrating, wouldn't it? Um, get to go into the house. Your story is the key to unlocking someone else's breakthrough. What God has done in your life, someone else needs to hear it. Because there's someone in this room that is going through what you went through. There's someone in this room that's struggling potentially with what you struggled with and that God broke in, broke through, provided for you is going to be the key to helping them get through. So don't hide your key. Like, let's get into the habit of sharing what God has done in my life and, and what, what has his faithfulness been? What's the miracles been in your life? Let's get good at telling that story. Let's never tire of it. Let's say, this is how faithful God has been. This is how good God has been. This is what God did for me. It's literally like you're handing a key to someone else. It says in Revelation that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So they overcame by what Jesus had done for them and by sharing it. The cycle of gratitude. And here's another cool thing, and then we can get the young lines up. Um, one really cool thing about this, and someone shared a word in worship illustrating this, is that not only does calling to mind what God has done generate gratitude and a sense of, you know, wow, isn't God good? But it unlocks um, the future. And someone shared, a, someone shared a word saying, a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. And oh, it's a good one, isn't it? I wish it was mine. Um, but, um, but you look at what Jesus does so many times before the miraculous happens. What does he do? God, I thank you for what you're about to do. So when we can look back at what God has done, like, God, you are faithful then. You are faithful now. And I thank you. You're going to be faithful in the years to come. A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. God, I may not have seen my breakthrough yet. I may not have opened that door yet, but I'm believing that you are faithful and that you're going to provide for me, that you're going to do the miraculous, that I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And all of that comes from when one generation tells of one of his works to another. Amen? Come on, we're going to hear from some young lions now. Um, they're very nervous. It's quite scary speaking to all of you lot, so let's make sure we're encouraging, and let's put our hands together for the young lions as they come to the stage. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Excellent. Um, where's Ryan? Ryan Lowe, everyone. Um, Ryan, um, <laughs> Ryan, along with Adam and Hannah, myself and Lauren, we head up um, Young Lions Academy. Um, Ryan, tell us a little bit about Young Lions Academy and Young Lions Weekend. What is it, for those that, that don't know? Yeah, sure. So uh, Young Lions Academy is essentially a leadership development program that we are kind of, we've launched in OC Church uh, as a bit of a pilot. Uh, we've kind of shaked it up a bit. Um, we've got some of these wonderful young people on it because we see their potential to be great leaders. Um, so the idea is that they will they serve the house uh, once a month, and then after that, 
they get um, like really bespoke uh, leadership training, development, teaching that should inevitably uh, lead to them being great leaders in the future. Amazing, and, mate. And uh, thank you, uh, young uh, young lions. The boot camp is a um, it's essentially a leadership development boot camp uh, that is put on several times a year. Uh, it's under the o, uh, o, AOG, yeah, AOG umbrella. Um, so we get a lot of support there. Um, it's the one we went to uh, is in Wales, so we had to drive through lots of windy roads. Um, it was quite perilous the journey, but when you get there. Um, it's a little bit easier. Parents, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It depends on whose car you're in. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when you get there, uh, the atmosphere is, is incredible. And uh, the, the amount of um, quality in terms of the, the leaders and the coaches that will then take uh, our young people and coach them through such a, uh, it's a really intense weekend, so it's all crammed into like two and a bit days. Um, but the teaching is, is just quality. It's quality stuff. And uh, it's, it's tough, it's challenging, it's, it's certainly a stretch, um, but they get so much out of it. They, you know, their character is developed, um, their leadership ability is developed, their ability to speak and preach is developed. Um, but the most key thing is that they get chances to encounter God. Uh, they get chances to encounter Jesus and they get chances to put down the things that they're carrying and meet with Jesus so that he can save them, uh, be their hope, be their salvation. And they come away from it having been like rejuvenated, revived, reset almost, so that they can take what they've learned into what they do here. Wonderful. Well answered, mate. Thank you. Great. And, and just to, to say a few more things about Young Lions, um, it's, it's now 20 years old, um, and so thousands of uh, young leaders have been trained through it, which is amazing. And 20 years ago, it was started by Pastor Simon Jarvis, um, which is really cool. And so there's now three camps that are running across the, the UK, one in Scotland, one in, in England, and we went to the Wales one. Um, and yeah, and it's been for the past few years, um, Stu Alman has been leading it and doing a fantastic job. Um, there he is. Um, so yeah, so well done Stu for, for faithfully leading that thing and doing such a good job. It is where it is because of how you've led that. So well done, mate. Um, wonderful. Cool. Let's go first then to Harry. Um, I go to you, Harry, because talking about the journey, you threw up in my car on the way back. Um, let's, just, let's just start with that. Um, so are you feeling... You know, bless him, his brother Louie, he was like, I'm not feeling well. And then his brother Louie was like, oh, I've got a Tesco bag. He's like, great, handed that over. So you caught all of it in the bag, didn't you? So, um, right, that's Harry. Thank you, Harry. Um, <laughs> um, cool. Harry, t tell us, uh, what is your highlight from, from Young Lions last weekend? Um, my, my main highlight that I mainly, like, the biggest thing I took away was, if you remember, some of you guys from year one will remember Amy's session where she basically spoke about how like the main word and the main like kind of thing that you guys have probably like the saying you were heard before of that look at your friends and I'll show you your future and it kind of resonated with me because like when you go out of church and you go into school or whatever college or whatever there's for me personally I have no other Christians to speak to I don't have anyone to talk to God about so it's like when you come to church and you have people around you that you can kind of grow your faith with and go on the same journey with and also like speak to someone about, it really kind of makes you think, well, should I be hanging out with these people and where should I be investing my time? 
Very good. Great challenge. Yeah. And a good challenge for all of us, wherever we're at. That's not just a question you ask yourself as a young person, but who are my friends? Who's influencing me right now? It's a great challenge for all of us today to consider. So well said, Harry. Thank you. Um, you passed the mic to Frida then. Um, so Frida, I'm assuming you want to go second. Um, tell us what your highlight is from last weekend. Um, my highlight was the stretch, the dreaded stretch um, for year one. Um, we were told it was very hard um, and I was not excited for it. But um, once we got there, it was so fun just to do so many team building exercises with people that I had never met before. And um, coming together with people with different strengths to achieve a certain goal was so interesting to see. And we were all encouraging one another and just... Um, yeah, just supporting one another on that journey, and I think it was so good. And we had our um, year three leaders as well, and they were encouraging us. And um, while we were running and doing all of that, it was terrible, but um, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun um, to just, you know, see people um, kind of supporting us on that journey, that even though it's difficult, you know, this will stretch you and this will make you better. And, um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> well done. Yeah, well said. Good. Sorry. Just, just really quickly on, on the stretch. So, so one of my highlights is Frida, right? Because the stretch is basically like an a, a hour of, of intense fitness. Like, they, they get put through their paces. And uh, at one point, they have, to, they have to wear these big, heavy, kind of um, weighted vests, right? And they were heavy. And just, I caught this one moment where Frida ran down with, with it, passed it to uh, one of her other um, uh, young people, and went, God... I know, I know Jesus carried the weight of our sins, but I bet it wasn't that heavy. <laughs> uh, which, which made me laugh, and, uh, and everyone else laughed. So, free to everyone. I love it. Yeah, questionable theology there, Frida, but we'll... Um, <laughs> amazing. Um, just to shake things up, Tegan, we're going to go to Dylan now. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to you, don't worry. Um, so year threes were mentioned by Frida there. So you, it's a three-year camp that we go on, um, and you've completed it now. So you've yeah. done all three years. Um, so well done. You're wearing your dog tags, which you receive at the end. Yeah. Sporting those today, wonderful. What do they say on the dog tags, Dylan? It says... Uh, something about young li- now young lions graduate here, and the other thing says something about proverbs. Yeah, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Proverbs twenty-eight verse one. Amen. Great, um, Dylan. Tell us a highlight from the weekend or the past three years, even. Um, so over the like last three years, I think my highlight is watching myself develop overall, because it is crazy seeing how nervous and unconfident I was in the first year compared to preaching in the second year and then finishing the third year. And then for my third year, the highlight isn't even about myself necessarily. It's seeing the young people, like seeing some of my young people, just seeing them like give themselves to God, like wholeheartedly worship going crazy and just seeing them develop was like a weird proud moment because I'm like, I was that and watching that is so cool. Yeah, wonderful, mate. Yeah. And I think it's it's nice just to to honour you for a second because you're now one of our youth leaders uh, on a Friday night. Um, Dylan uh, joined the kids club. Um, How many years ago was this that you came up? Many, many moons ago. Ten, something like that. Been through the kids club, youth club. (laughs) You interned here. You're now a youth leader here. And um, you won an award 
um, at the weekend, right? Yeah. What was the award you won? Um, I can't remember the name of the award. It meant that much to dinner. <laughs> no, no, this no, award, come on. It was... Nathan, he's terrible, terrible. Uh, no, so it was basically because I had encouraged and prayed for um, the, the wonderful lady, Rachel. I can't remember like, the name she went by on, as coach. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, so I prayed for her before the stretch and after the stretch and, like, overall was just encouraging towards her and then, I don't know, get, got an award for it. Hey, that was good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they highlight certain young people just to go, hey, you've been outstanding this weekend and then didn't won that for year three, so you've, you were great there, mate, and congratulations on completing the course. Um, you've been fantastic. Um, we're now going to go to Kudzi. Um <laughs> Kudzi, hello. How you feeling? I'm all right, you? Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, kudzi has got a deep voice, <laughs> authoritative. Um, yeah. So uh, tell us then, Kudzi, what was the highlight? You were year one. How did you find it? Um, so for me, I think I went there wanting to find out like what God has in store for me, and I think God really like spoke through other people. He spoke through the preacher for me. I think whilst I was praying trying to figure out what God had in store for me. I was getting really frustrated and the preacher started to speak about patience and I think that really resonated with me, like that I need to be patient with God and that's not going to come straight away. And then there was another point I was praying and a kid from Watford, I think, um, he came and prayed over me and I'd known him for like two days and he started to speak about how like we're a family and I think that really got to me like how easy it is to find friends through God and like how all of us are a family so wonderful mate good there's a moment in the weekend where we really encourage um, the young people to step into to their spiritual gifts. So the Bible says to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. So we just encourage a moment to say, hey, try and hear from God and then share that with someone else. And it's absolutely incredible to see. It's not, it's not like strange, it's not weird. We just go listen to God and then see what he wants to say to someone else. And it's so encouraging and they step out in faith. Um, some of them are a little bit odd, uh, what they share, but the majority of them are, are bang on. And it's amazing when they say, just feel like God wants to say this to you, just unlock stuff and the prophetic starts to flow and it's, it's wonderful and I've seen you guys all do that, so well done. And again, that's an encouragement for all of us that these are the gifts that are available to each and every one of us, that we can desire these gifts. God, what do you want to say in, to, to my life, through me, today? Give me a word to share with someone and that's something we can all do. Um, so well done, Kudzi. Good. Um, <laughs> um, let's go now to Tegan. Tegan, what year were you? Year two. Year two, wonderful. Um, and you preached, right, as part of year two? Yeah. What, what was your feedback to me after that? It was horrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you said, I'm never preaching again, and then everyone else's feedback was, Tegan was absolutely amazing, she preached so well, you should get her preaching again and again and again. So I had these conflicting bits of feedback, I think I'm going to go with the latter. Um, but no, no so how was your weekend, Tegan? How did you find it? It was good, um, but my highlight was... Um, so on Saturday daytime, we had a one-on-one -on -one with our coaches where we had to share our favourite Bible verse. And then on the Saturday night, we done the prophecy chat and another young person actually prayed the Bible verse over me. Wow. That was really cool. Yeah, amazing. Cool, I love it. Glad to see you. See, it's not that scary, so when you're into preach next week, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Great. Uh, we'll go over to Maria then. Uh, so Maria, you came as a coach. Yes. Um, so how did you find that and what was the highlight for you? 
Yeah, um, it was challenging for sure, but in like a really good way of like this. So to shout out Young Lions, what has been amazing to see is this real heart and intentionality to create space to grow young leaders. And there's such um, a heart there to like, okay, how can we uh, cultivate this within you? Um, and then coming as a coach in that environment, it's like, oh, like I really need to empower myself. and like, God, you've got to help me to be able to be kind of uh, a facilitator of that in that. Uh, in this space, so that was a challenge, but so, so good. Uh, my highlight, um, so you would have heard bits of it already, is so that night of kind of praying for filling of the Holy Spirit, like prophecy chair, um, getting the young people comfortable with what it means to, you know, walk in the Holy Spirit, to, to um, seek God and be like, what is the word you want to tell me to share to somebody else? Um, and seeing young people be like, oh, you know, like afterwards, like I was filled with the Holy Spirit, or like um, this is the first time I've properly spoken in tongues, um, and a young person saying, oh, I've actually been asking God a question again and again, and it's been a long time that I've been waiting for an answer. And actually, something that was spoken over me in that space um, was the answer I've been looking for. And also, somebody else spoke it over me as well, so I heard it twice. Um, and it's this amazing space of seeing these young people like, oh, like God is alive, God is moving, and I'm yeah. going to step in. Um, and seeing that um, as a leader, um, being able to be a coach in that environment, is that was so incredible. Uh, stretching, challenging, but boy, like being encouraged, there is young people that are like raising up, um, and it's really, really, really cool. So, yeah. Wonderful. Good. Um, I don't know how many uh, in the room would know this, but, but Maria is one of our youth leaders, and we run a youth group in uh, Kingsway in the south of Gloucester. Um, so every Friday night, her and a team are there in the sports pavilion um, running a, a youth group with kids that are, are beautiful, wonderful. Sometimes it's crazy and challenging, um, that no church context um, coming in, and uh, you guys are doing a phenomenal job um, being, being light in a dark space. With that, um, with that area and with the demographic and the kind of young people that they get in, there's some real broken lives that they're ministering to week in, week out, and it's tough, and they're up against it, so we need to pray for Maria, um, and she's there, like, it, and the amount of times that I've seen her just lead, like, because... It's, it's not like you're like you know an intimidating person. Um, you're you're a lovely, gentle person, but in intimidating circumstances, she's so brave and leads with such courage and strength, um, and is making a real impact in that area for Jesus. Um, so we need to continue to pray for Maria and pray for the team in that area that God would use them to be a light in a dark place. Is that okay? Um, yeah. So yeah, well done, well done, Marie. We'll go over now to Luke Gomez. Everyone lo loves Luke at the camp as well. The amount of feedback that I get being like, Luke's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, I know, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, yeah, what was your highlight, mate? Um, I'd say my highlight was uh, when all the youth, all the, all the years came together, all the coaches, all the delegates came together and um, we just, um, yeah, we just met with God in this, in this room. We just worshipped God, um, praised God um, and the, you could really sense tangibly like God's presence in the room. You could really uh, feel like God was there um, and uh, my, my one highlight was uh, I'm going to reference to Alman because he just he he knows how to sense uh, what God's doing in the room. He knows how to sense like um, yeah, we're going to do this now. We're going to change this program. We're going to completely change it. But um, Stu, uh, at one point we were worshiping God, praising God. Um, we, we go crazy in worship, guys. We go mad in worship. But we were yeah, we were all praising God and um, 
uh, Stu came up and he was just like, uh, if anyone here um, has never prayed in tongues before um, and wants to pray in tongues today, then um, then let's put your hand up and then we'll pray for you. Um, and pray in tongues. For anyone who doesn't know what praying in tongues is, uh, quick Bible verse. Uh, Romans 8 verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through, through wordless groans. And what praying in tongues is, basically, when God fills us with his Spirit, um, we pray, we can pray in this unknown language which we don't actually understand our mind does not comprehend but it's a way where um, we can pray exactly what we need to pray to God and everyone can do it anyone can do it um, so I really wanted this guy in front of me um, he put his hand up and I really wanted him to pray in tongues and I was just praying in tongues over him um, and then uh, two minutes later Stu came back up and he was like uh, yeah if you prayed in tongues put your hand up if you prayed in tongues just then put your hand up and this guy in front of me put, up, put his hand up and I was like what like God God actually used me to help facilitate someone else to pray in tongues. So I was like, if I can do it, if he can do it, anyone can do it. Um yeah, and it's was really empowering the weekend was um helping us to lead others. But yeah. Wonderful, it was great. Really cool. Amazing. Last but not least, Brandon, you, you completed year three, got your dog tags as well. Congrats, mate. Um wonderful. What was the highlight for you? Or I got a few, but the first one is Nathan on the drums. So I've been at, the, been at this church for five years, never seen Nathan behind that drum kit, and man's anointed, just saying. <laughs> he is good. So Thank you for mentioning, Brandon. Um, pay, me, pay me later. I will. The drummer pulled out, so I got to play. Yay. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, that's right. Um, my second one was uh, year three. Our kind of vision and purpose was like vision and purpose. So it worked very well. And um, it's like Joel was really behind it in like uh, vision statements. And um, knowing me, I like to change stuff because I, I changed mine to a mission statement. And I was like, this is the mission I want to do and I want to like, be at. And um, we had to share it to our groups. And I love speaking and all this, but like, I'm, I'm a scared guy at the end of the day. Like, I'm worried now. Like, <laughs> but um, my thing is, like, I shared it and my group were like, no, no, you're, you're better than this. Like, like, you've, like, you have a voice and you have a voice to share. And like, don't be scared of that. So that really encouraged me. And it's just like, people, it's like we're all there for the same thing and the same atmosphere. And like, when we're all for one thing on fire for God, like, it's amazing. And my third little highlight is um, we had the prophecy chair holy group we had two and a half hours but yeah but the great thing was Dylan sat on the chair first just like this he's just like yeah ready and one of the core team just goes in and goes I, I pray security over you and just goes and this is what Dylan's been talking about like all weekend and like the guy on the core team didn't even know so like for him to come in and they just go straight out we're just there like what <laughs> so it's just like the work of God and like so many people there it's just amazing yeah, so, yeah. amazing well done Brandon really good so the series then that we're in at the moment is talking about how one generation will commend your works to another. Um, and I wonder now if we'll just change gears slightly and, and ask the question, um, what is it you feel God is saying maybe to you or th through you to this generation? That's going to be the question. And like, what is it that we as a church could be hearing from you, from your generation? Um, Ryan, I'm going to start with you. I know you don't represent this generation. Um, you're <laughs> you're uh, yeah, uh, you're, you're a millennial like me, aren't you? I, I am. Yes. You look younger than me, so don't worry. I, I do. Um, <laughs> um, people are laughing way too hard at that, aren't they? <laughs> um, what, you shared an amazing word 
at the camp. Mm. Like, would you like encourage us now? Because I think it'll be really relevant for what's happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I shared a word on the Sunday morning, uh, and it was all around the the moment in the Bible where uh, Jesus is walking on the water, and the disciples are in the boat, and it's it's pretty early in the morning. It's very stormy. Um, it, it's it's unsettled, and. Uh, they see him on the water, and uh, they, they immediately think he's a ghost. Um, but what Jesus says, uh, and I quote, it's, uh, Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, yes, come. And Peter gets out of the boat and starts to walk on the water. And what I shared uh, with, with the Young Lions delegates was that... Um, when, when Peter fixes his gaze on Jesus, he is able to walk on the water, he's able to perform a miracle, he's able to stay above the waves, the storms, the unsettledness of life. Um, but when he, when he takes his gaze off Jesus, and when he gazes at the waves, but only glances at Jesus, so when he shifts his perspective, Peter starts to sink, and he starts to drown. And uh, I, I, what I shared was that you need... For this generation, you need to decide what you're going to gaze at and what you're going to glance at. Because if you are only glancing, uh, if, yeah, if you're only glancing at Jesus, but gazing at the waves of your life, the problems, the, the, the circumstances that you're in, you, you will start to sink and you will start to drown. If you keep your gaze on Jesus, but just glance at your problems, because they're still there, like, you know, they, they're not going to disappear, but it's, it's shifting your focus. If you gaze at Jesus and just glance, at, your, at the waves, you will stay afloat. And, and the beautiful thing about the whole message, and this is what I finished on, is that there will be times where we will gaze a little bit too long at our problems, and we will begin to sink. But in that story, when Peter does begin to drown, Jesus grabs him, pulls him out of the water, and puts him back in the boat. And what I love about that is that even when we do potentially gaze a little bit too long at our problems and begin to sink, Jesus is there to save you. He'll put you back in the boat, and he gives you another opportunity to begin walking on the water again. It's never a done, done and dusted deal. If you, if you stare too long, you sink, that's it. Jesus picks you up, back in the boat, let's go again. And I really felt that, that was important for this generation to know that the, the problems look insurmountable, like society is telling you that there's so many problems. But actually, if we gaze at Jesus, what can we accomplish? Amen. So good. Great. And just to apply something to all of us here and to give us permission almost um, back to the idea of um, the keys that we have in, in the stories that are in this room, um, this generation needs to hear the stories that you have yeah. and all of us in this room can help them yeah. uh, glance at the problem but focus on Jesus by saying, this is what Jesus has done for me. This was the problem, glance at it, look how good Jesus is. Um, look at my life, don't look at how great everything is but look, look how good Jesus has, has been. Um, and full permission granted to every single one of us to just like chat and engage with, don't be in intimidated by this generation, encourage them, talk to them, share good stories with them, and that will help uh, us all collectively focus on him. Amen. I'm going to go to Kudzi now. Um, same question. Um, so I think in this generation, it tends to be like a bit daunting to be open about like your faith to God, like especially with a lot of atheists around maybe in school. Like for example, I went back into school. I had people ask me what I did for my birthday. Said I went to a church camp. They laughed. But like... <laughs> 
I think it's not the end of the world. Like, you have nothing to lose. You should just be open about your faith and almost, like, spread the word to other people. Well said. And finally then, Maria, same question to you. Uh, yeah, I think um, what's been amazing, like hearing just, you know, across church and like these uh, messages about generations is it's clear that God is talking, that God is wanting to move. Um, I felt like my family, we've seen it at church and I feel like God really wants to move in this generation. Um, like, so leading at Kingsway, like I've asked God, like, what is your heart here? Um, and he has so much to say and so much that he's calling these young people into. Um, I have notes, so you bear with me because otherwise it'll get really scrambled. Um, but he is saying so much. Um, I really feel like God is calling this generation to be an army for him. Um, that he is telling them, come on, come deeper with me. Like, come and look at me in the eyes and say, like, what have you got for me? Who are, like, um, ask me who I am and I'll tell you the richness and the goodness of everything that I am. So with this generation, it's very much like, um, like during worship, I had this like impression of culture society wants to grab these young people. It wants to tell them, okay, so this is where you find your identity. Pay attention here come and do this this is what cool looks like but actually God's saying no 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 we're drawing a line in the sand and actually these young people are going to be young people who come after my heart um so I really feel like what God is saying for these young people and young leaders is all in give um you my like give me your whole heart um that he's saying like uh, that they're going to be a young people who surrendered at the foot of the cross so that no like ah oh, i'm going to let everything else go because that falls to nothing that everything i could possibly need is jesus um and so uh yeah feeling like nothing but jesus is what they're going to be going after they're going to empty themselves to be filled with him they're going to have that voice of i want more of who he is um that they will have reverence so that they'll know that jesus is king yeah. they'll know he's almighty god yeah. That he's creator, he's saviour, he's protector, um, that there will be freedom in this generation. Um, and also one massive thing that I felt God say to me at Young Lions is this will be a generation where I break chains. Um, so with generations, there's generational pain, mess, hurt, and actually God's like, oh, these young people are going to meet me, they're going to see my face, and these chains are going to break. This is going to be a generation of freedom, um, and there will be generations that follow because of the faithful, seeking hearts of these people. Um, so the richness of who he is they're going to be all in and all out for God fully surrendered, they're going to know him deeply they're going to know who they are in Christ they're going to shed every little bit of voice that says this is who you are and they're going to be like no, 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 I am who my king says I am um, they're going to be a generation who knows Jesus and who changes their culture and their generation um, and they're going to be a movable faith, they're going to be salt and light to their generation and I really feel this sense of there's going to be an army of young people, that he's moved and he's just saying are you ready um, and these young people trust me they are ready like they like God has been preparing he's making fertile ground and like Kingsway Gloucester Podsmead Bristol the whole of the UK and beyond like there is a movement happening in these young people um, and like as an encouragement for us uh, like one thing that God's always told me like on my heart for this generation is it takes um, you know it says like it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to raise these young people into the men and women that they're called to be in God um, um, so, like, us as a church, like, let's empower them. Like, you guys, like, we give you full permission to go all in. Like, be, like, praising and worshipping God without any concern, any limitation, any boundaries. Just seek him and, like, everything that he has, like, he will make that path straight for you. Um, and it's going to be so, so incredible. Like, guys, get ready. Like, them, that God is moving in these young people. Yeah.
Let's stand. Um, and we're going to pray um, for that. <laughs> Just say amen to that. Um, what you represent on this stage is, is that generation, as Maria said, like be strong and courageous. Um, don't be fearful, but look in the face of God and know that he has called you, set you apart to make a difference in your time. Um, and it is, our, it is our joy and a privilege as a church to back you, to run with you, um, to champion you and to pray for you um, and to pray God's blessing over you now. Um, this isn't a separate silo within our church. This is our church. Like we're multi-generations that we're talking about now. Um, so come on, stretch out your hands. And this is going to be a moment represented. We're saying a prayer of blessing over this generation. Maria, come pray. Yeah, Lord God, thank you um, for your heart. Like, thank you that you're meeting us right here, Lord God, that, that you're not a God that's distant. You're not a God that doesn't move, but actually you are on the move. You're constantly wanting to meet with us, transform our hearts, Lord God. And, and I pray, Lord God, that for this generation, that there'll be a boldness that I know you're already stirring, but it will just grow and grow, that the fires are already there, the seeds that are already planted, Lord God, that you will just develop them further and further. Um, I pray, Lord God, that this generation, their eyes and their hearts will be open to who you are, and that they will drop everything else and just seek your face. They will be surrendered on their knees, just like, God, that, I want you, I need you. And Lord God, I thank you for all the purpose that you've given within this generation, that you've given them a voice, a boldness uh, to rule as a lion, as, as you are, Lord God. And I pray uh, that we will see breakthrough in this generation, that chains, that mess, that hurt, that pain that came before will be broken. It has no place here, God. And I pray for a healing of hearts. I pray for a boldness, a confidence, Confidence. Yeah. I pray for a reverence of who you are, that they would yeah. see you, that you would reveal yourself to them. Yeah. Holy Spirit, that you will just sit upon these young people yeah. and you will transform them so, so much that, Lord God, wherever they go, they can't help but be salt and light. That they'll be transforming that generation around them yeah. um, and that there will be a movement, a sea of your young people, an army of your young people, just glorifying you, knowing all I am is yours, God. All I want to do is seek you and to serve you. And Lord God, I thank you for all you're going to do. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's put hands together. Say amen to that. Let's put hands together for the Young Lions crew. They make their way off the stage. And just to finish, um, remember I said at the beginning, uh, we're not going to do it. Oh, bless. That's good for them. But allow that to call to mind the faithfulness of God in your own life. What has God done for you? What is God doing through you? What is God about to do? And we're going to sing this song one last time. What he's done as an exclamation mark. And call to mind now the faithfulness of God in your life. Let's sing together.